episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker. This is the third of our Venture X Future of the Workforce in the Lehigh Valley series. We're talking with attorney Brianna Gomer today. She is a Lehigh University double major grad, and she has a very interesting story in that not only is she a um, lawyer who, who has a practice that focuses almost exclusively on family law matters such as divorce, custody, and support, as well as estate planning, which we go into, but she's also a established and accomplished softball player in her college days and probably today. Um, and we get into how she moved from the East Coast to the West Coast and came back to the East Coast and all that fun stuff. Um, this has been a pleasure to talk with not only her, but my other two guests from Venture X. Learn more about them. Find out about our sponsors in the show notes as well. I want to thank Michael Bernadin with Remax Insurance and Molly's on the south side of Bethlehem, as well as Venture X. So let's get into talking to attorney Brianna Gomer. Brianna, I have some, I have a problem. You, before we talked, you were very clear that Yakos was better than Pots, which is, I need, and it's easy to say that, and we'll fight about it on Twitter and stuff all the time, but I need like an explanation from you. Give me why. Okay. I mean, I'm from the Allentown, Emmaus area. I have bigger access to Yakos, but okay. also like when you see it rotating on there and it's shriveled and then you get the sauce, that's what I'm looking for. So you, you think like that's an appealing... Yes, controversial. I know. Have you had a Pots hot dog? I have. And you don't think, so like with the pot sock, if people are familiar, you have the cheese on the bottom, which mm -hmm. is really good, and then clearly the Burke's hot dog is wonderful. Uh, their ingredients are fresh. Are, are, you, are you pitching for pot I, Maybe, I, they can pay me in hot dogs, I don't care. I'm just, I, the, the mindset of people picking yakos over pots it's is- not, uh, It's not logical, no. no. Um, you know, it, you, that, gr you grow up uh, being told that you have to like it more than the other. It's like Lehigh Loft, you know. The, uh, people, <laughs> I'm not picking on Yakos. I would eat a Yakos hot dog all day, every day. I think it's fascinating that we have these arguments and we can, and it's not just Yakos and Pots. There's like Jimmy's and oh, yeah. th there's all these, you know, uh, Willie Joe's mm -hmm. and all these different hot dogs in the Lehigh Valley. So going on the record that Pots is better, but I'm still okay that you're a Yakos person. I like the um, commitment sure. to it. Yeah. But Yakos, there, there was, I don't, is there still one in Emmaus? There is. There is still one in Emmaus yep. where you went to high school for at least a little bit because this is an interesting story. That's right. You're a big softball star. Sure. Well, you, come on. <laughs> big enough that you um, traveled from Emmaus to, to go to California to to position yourself to compete a little better. Can you talk about like how that all happened? Because it, I, my daughter is five, and it's just amazing to me to think like, uh, um, you know, a high school student who you must have been what, 15, 14? Yep. yep. To say, you're good enough that the family is gonna go to California, so what? Right, I don't know what that says about my parents, but I'm forever indebted to them for that. Uh, they took a risk, we took you know, a big risk, um, but here competitive softball only gets to kind of a certain level. Um, and I wanted to play Division One, you know, UCLA, be in the Olympics, the whole thing. Um, and they said, okay, you know, we see potential and we're gonna pack up the car and go out to California. Was there, is there a reason why softball is more 
prevalent or popular in the West? I, um, I never even thought of that. Right. Uh, you can play all year all year round. Yeah. No snow, yeah. no, mm-hmm. you know, the, the biggest uh, hurdles like smog days. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody, you know, p- west of the Mississippi is just a better all-around player. So there was, uh, you know, better you, Somebody heard that and was like, what? Well. <laughs> well, you should know. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you, you're a pitcher, correct? That's right. right. Uh, and then where it gets even more interesting is that you, you competed out there, I'm mm-hmm. sure, in a million different things in high school. And then you, where do you end up? Right back here. At? Right back here at Lehigh. Then how did that happen? How did you go to Lehigh University from? I, I initially was like... Uh, Were your parents like, wait, we just sold the house. <laughs> yeah. They stayed out there. They're like, Well, I, you know, at that point, you're out west when you come back. Um, but no, I got out there and, and, you know, you don't realize how, like, east coast you are maybe until you okay. get out there. Um, Everyone's like, what's the Yakos? Yeah. Right? Are you Amish? Like, the whole, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. thing. Um, and I just missed home. Um, and... I would have never gotten the opportunity to go to Lehigh had I not moved. You know, um, that's interesting. Yeah, being recruited, playing softball, getting to go to this incredible school. Had I stayed here, I might and you not went, be. And you went to what college did you go to? I'm sorry, I didn't even to, mention when, it. when I went to Lehigh. When I came oh, back yeah, to yeah, I'm sorry. Da, da, da. I had a brain aneurysm there. Okay, so when you come back from and you're and you're at Lehigh, how's that experience for you? Like being the hometown girl who's from California yet still knows maybe the back roads. You know? I know, right? I could say, you know, uh, Schuylkill and right. uh, all these things. Um, so no, it was actually really great. There's a lot of girls um, from the West Coast so I could, you know, talk to them about living there and all of that. But also I, I liked being the hometown girl, you know, right. as well. And what was your experience, you know, talk softball a little bit more, what was your experience with softball in Division One? I? I mean, that's true. You're playing against the largest teams in the, you know, the, the most yeah competitive teams in the yeah country. It, i mean it was a lot it was a lot of fun um but also just playing at a high level i think um you know forces you to be a better student better time management especially you know kind of juggling all the other things that come along with uh, the academics here um and it really shaped a competitive spirit that i stuck with yeah. i think you know well i think i, I mean I competed in COD, not anywhere near the level, but still, like, it, I think those things stay with you, like, oh, the, yeah. the, how to practice, and com- camaraderie, uh, motivating yourself, those sort yeah, of things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, team, you know, again, working in a team, but individually, sounds kind of cliche, but it, it's really true. You know, I'm, I'm better for it because of it. And what, I feel bad. We're going to talk about another thing before we get to serious stuff. Um, you mentioned here you went to the, you worked at Molly's. Yeah, that's in right. South Bethlehem, which Shout we out. we have a very close relationship with. You know, we, we work with them. Um, in fact, about ten years or so ago, yeah. we did a, a prom there. It was an '80s prom, and I found out that you attended <laughs> and you were you were working there at the time. That's right. So it's just a while, like how small the world is to you know that was a one night ten years ago. I it was know. A fun thing. And, Obviously memorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was great. I. You know, that's why I feel very, like, connected to right. this area and to the Lehigh Valley. Like, I'm very proud of, of all those experiences, so. Well, especially, too, because, you know, I, I think it's, it's awesome that you worked at a, a small business like that. Mm-hmm. And then here we are at, you know, in Venturex in South Bethlehem, and we're talking about, you know, you as a lawyer. Which that's, that's right. You know, bartender, lawyer, sometimes, sometimes I. Sometimes the same person. Sure. Well, I, I know I say that's kind of where um, I honed my people skills. You okay. know, everybody got a song and a dance with their cocktail. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I enjoyed. Some legal advice? You could buy. 
<laughs> not quite, but being approachable, you know, right. being a, you know, being a down to earth person, sure. um, translate now in my career, you know, especially family law, uh, mm -hmm. I have to be good at that and I have to connect. So those things are, are helpful traits. And, and let's get into that. You know, mm -hmm. Fun stuff aside, not that this isn't fun, but you know, I, when I was researching some of your stuff for college, it mentioned that you were an arts and sciences major. That was your freshman year, mm -hmm. you know. Um, now with a law degree, and, and you did go to oh, I need this wrong Widener, right? Widener School, Widener Law. Yep. Um, did you change like from your freshman year to your senior year, or was it? Talk about that. If you sure. Can. So at Lehigh, um, I initially majored in political science, part of arts and sciences, and I did that. You know, uh, focused all my classes towards that until about senior year. Then I decided, why not do another major? Um, and that's where I did religion. Okay. Um, which is again interesting. There's no sure. pre-law program, I guess, during my time at Lehigh. Okay. Um, so you have to kind of create your own. Um, what I say is, you know, politics, political science religion you learn a lot about people sure um, and so kind of taking those two things again um, learning what makes people tick what they're really invested in um, just helps translate into you know my practice of law and what was the decision then um, because I mean people should know that I, know, I guess I know that. you don't go to you know you go to law school with different you can have a history degree and go to law school oh yeah you, you could go whatever. to law school with you know underwater basket right. weaving but can you because sure <laughs> I'm sure it's been done um what is what, how is that when did you make the decision um I want to go to law this is a very serious you right. know was did you always want to work in law was it something that you were exposed to at Lehigh not necessarily so yeah. probably I didn't know until like senior year mm -hmm. um, and and that's when you know you have to study for the LSAT you have to kind of make preparations to do this um, but uh, I didn't know where my my need for uh, advocacy and empathy and connecting with people I didn't know where that fit quite yet um, and you know uh, along the way I said I think I have to talk for a living I have to talk to people and help them mm -hmm. and you know and, and be competitive Wow, it was kind of you know the perfect uh, perfect career path for me. And do you go to Widener and then think, then again, do you have to hone down to family law? Does it come in when you first go there and it's just general? Like I don't know the process of that. Sure, um, it's probably different for everybody. Sure. Um, but going into it, you know, you can think, do I want to be maybe criminal or civil sure. or things like that? Civil is considered family law, you know, on that civil side of things. Um, I think I knew or early on that I wanted to do. Uh, something like that um, but I didn't you know close any doors I interned at the DA's office I tried to you know see if what what I was really going towards um, but I, I interned at the family law clinic and that was really kind of it for me and what, what was it about this type of law maybe compared to what you just said like with the DA's office what is more appealing for you um, I think the uh, the ability to be more creative um, you know to give maybe advice that's not always legal or there's areas of, of the law that I practice that um, I don't want to say are gray but you can you know make certain decisions and you're not kind of stuck in a box or okay it's not very transactional. I connect with people every day, and some of the things we come up with are just, you know, a strategy or let me talk you through this, mm -hmm. um, but trying to make their life better. What is, for, for family law, mm -hmm. you know, for somebody like me mm -hmm. who knows of it, you know, I, I think divorce sure. or uh, maybe custody or mm -hmm. something like that. Well, is, is that, can you kind of expound upon some of the maybe day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week types of things that you work on? Sure. So, uh, you know, family law that I practice encompasses divorce, custody, um, support, I think domestic relations, money. Mm -hmm. um, I also do some estate planning and estate administration. 
also dealing with like families, you know, right. so that's kind of uh, when a party dies and they have to do an estate, you know, all um, really, I don't, now that I think about it, it's like all these very um, emotional, that's stressful it's, times. It's funny, is I have this literally in my notes here. It, it's I have a question. It's a more emotional type of law. Absolutely. And and do you feel like in order to practice that, you need to have that sort of? I don't want to say everyone is a human, but mm-hmm. that more humanistic type approach. So you being able and wanting to converse and connect with people does that do you feel like that helps you um i think it makes me a better practitioner i don't know if everybody kind of has that ability or wants to takes a thick skin too um but i you know i crave that need to want to help at that deeper level um and you know some people's perception of a lawyer and and what i'm going through can be scary so you know them to open up to me and tell them their you know these deep you know details and you know uh, time of their life where they're kind of giving into you know, please help. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to be there on a, on a deeper level, not so much a scary attorney in a stuffy office. Yeah, because lawyers, we do think lawyers for any reason, especially even like I'm working, anything that deals with that, if you get an email or something, it's, it can only, your first thing is the worst possible thing. If a mm-hmm. lawyer is contacting mm-hmm. you, it's the worst possible thing. How long have you been with, with your own, and if you can kind of explain it to me, like with, with your office, like what is the hierarchy there in your position? Sure, so um, where I'm practicing now, Mobilia Wood, um, we're a small firm in Allentown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a partner, um, and I actually have my partner uh, here today oh, for, okay. for uh, you know, moral support. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and we're, we're a small business. We work together, but it's really a business partnership. So I have a lot of autonomy mm-hmm. um, and we're very kind of creative in our approaches. Like if we need to, you know, pivot or have people come in or make different arrangements for things like we're, we're open to that. There's not a one size fits all for any client or person who comes in. Right. So it's not like that law firm that you th- I mean I'm not I'm assuming you have books you know what I mean but I'm just like the you know the millions Yo, of books right. so leather-bound books yeah. many of them <laughs> so I mean but I, I would imagine in you know the law that you practice having being able to be more open to people and it is gonna put them at ease as sure. well because it's got to be we're talking about some of the most emotional bad besides the death I mean including the death of a loved one Mm -hmm. some of these really emotional points of people's lives I would imagine that personally you have to learn how to deal with that too yeah I mean I'd say uh, to learn to shut it on and off right because it's like I I, like I'm my five year old daughter now I feel like I can't even watch movies where there's like kids oh I know and I used to be you know I'm I'm a horror movie fan but I'm oh there's a kid in it nope and right. I just can't do it. Right. So is that something that you found too? Like you're learning as you go? And, yeah, absolutely. Or? I mean, you know, there's there's more complex cases than others and sure. things really, you know, uh, get to me a little bit more than, than others. But at the end of the day, you know, I have a job to do. Yeah. Um, and I almost, I kind of look at it like softball. Like I'm a competitor uh-huh. and, and I have to put on the game face and I go into, you know, into a game or into a courtroom or into a negotiation. And sure. and that's, the, that's what I bring. At, at home, I strip that off and, you know. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you still need to, to perform. Right. You know, when, when you hit the stage or whatever that stage may be, mm-hmm. you have to do that. Um, t- talking about being a, a younger professional, you know, a, a younger lawyer, how do you feel perhaps we're in VentureX, you know, we're, we're in um, Lehigh Valley. You, know, yes. you guys have an office in Allentown. How do you feel like COVID has affected those types of things? I'm, I'm assuming this, I do not know, but maybe you had to correspond with clients via Zoom and stuff more this year. Has it been different for you as well? Right. Or? So, I mean, uh, again, kind of a, a benefit of maybe being, you know, uh, 
younger and and you know involved in social media or other kind of uh, avenues um, you know we had to pivot as a firm we've got to get the capability for zoom you've got to be able to learn how to hold a trial by zoom and do things that you know you may not ever have done um, do they have a primer on that like does it does a judge give like a, a crib sheet of how I to- wish I really wish um, and and that's a kind of cross the board probably for the practice would, yeah, um, but you know again making ourselves available in like creative ways you know if right. we need to do a zoom call where I'm at home and they're at home um, because I you know we didn't stop working during COVID sure. um, so all of those things being able to pivot um, you know make our office available but you know safe too mm-hmm. um, the spaces like this are great for that to come in and, and maybe have a space to go and go back home or things like that um, also this is kind of a more asking from your perspective of having peers your age who are mm. young professionals do you feel that they are looking at because I'm 40 you know, so I'm probably I worked in an office space in that setting mm-hmm. for a good decade you mm-hmm. know where it was if you're sick, you come into work or you feel right. bad about right. it. You know, is, is that perspective a little bit different now for, for the, the generation after mine? I mean, you see that flexibility, but you're still uh, self-reliant on getting the job done. Right. I mean, that's, uh, you know, kind of operating a business, too. You've got to make those things. But um, I, I don't want to say it's uh, because I'm younger or because that's kind so, of our, yeah, I, I, we're a fresher firm. Okay. Um, but totally, you know, being able to, to hear people's needs, especially mm-hmm. now, um, just given different dynamics what's what the world is facing um you know we pride ourselves on being able to give give different approaches to how we handle employees coming in you know things like that um living on on the south side we're on the south side now in bethlehem what are some as a college student did you enjoy like having the proximity to things down here i mean what was your experience living on the south side yeah of course honestly it was a ball and every time i come back though everything's it always is changing and that's that's good new murals going on did the sidewalks yeah you see that i don't know if you noticed a bit like at adams and third they're Uh putting in a mural on the side side? yeah Yeah. um i mean i I loved you know being on the mountain and walking around um and all the businesses again they're ever-changing which is which is great i'd love to see that there's still so much you know life in here i'm i feel a little you know, old going to tally home yeah, anymore, really, but uh, you join know. the club. <laughs> you know what? Though I think you reach a point where you you become the old guy and you just don't care anymore. Oh yeah. Like I'm I'm here. No one's gonna bother me because oh, no yeah. one knows I'm in here. Um, just one question I didn't ask, but I think it's important because somebody like you who went to the West Coast and experienced it mm-hmm. for however long that you could, mm-hmm. and your parents were really still there. Why did you decide to stay? And and I'm I'm assuming you had the opportunity to go anywhere sure why uh did you decide to stay here yeah i, I mean coming back <laughs> like, i don't know <laughs> no uh blonde didn't work for me no i'm just kidding um coming back you know home it this is the place to raise a family this yeah. is the place to um you know the the morals of the east coast and everything I, that that feels comfortable here sure. um and living and working i feel very strongly about living in the community that i serve you know and knowing the schools knowing the culture being able to you know reference yakko's pots you know, troughs back in the day. Um, and, and, you know, that those are also ways I make connections with people. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, this is this is home. It's always well, been. It's fun because it is true. When you send me that email, because I have all these questions, I'm like, oh, I'm interviewing a lawyer. But then she, <laughs> you know, they're so fun. And it's just, it's, it's interesting to, not to say lawyers aren't 
you know. Sure. But it's just that, you know, sense of Right. I'm a real very person serious. too. Yes, I'm a real person too. Um, and that's kind of part of we're trying to shake up the game a little bit and, and be professional. You know, I'm very good at my job and I take sure, things very absolutely. seriously. Right, right. Um, and I don't want you yeah, I don't mean to pull no. <laughs> clearly. And, and I guess that'll oops, that'll lead me to um, you know, our last part here. Looking forward, and I know, like even today, you're, you guys are here looking at VentureX and, and checking it out. Mm-hmm. You know, are you um, energetic and excited as we do get out of the pandemic and we're able to get back to whatever that normal? The normal is going to be different. Right. We're never going back to what it was. Right. But do you feel like for you that that's something that is you're looking forward to and, and you're ready to be able to, to tackle? Absolutely. You know, again, people, that's what I do yeah. day in and day out. And just seeing them even is just so refreshing right. um, and coming into spaces that are beautiful. And, you know, people want to get out of their homes, I think, a little bit. Um, and coming to see me isn't always the best maybe circumstance. Sure, but so if we can, you know, doll it up a little and right. feel comfortable, um, I think that's a great, you know, it's great to pull people back out of that. And do you still play softball at all? <laughs> okay, I, just, I, I mean, I don't know. I, no, no, no. I, I'm glad you asked. Plug for my, you know, 10 and under Upper Milford yeah, team. Right. <laughs> um, coach, Coach Bree, you know, got a little sore, but, um, I, you know. I, I, so you still coach and you're out there? I love well, coaching. Awesome. I love, you know, and, and after a hard day's work doing what I do, even though it's like getting home late, I love to throw on the jersey and rush out to third base and still like a suit. And awesome. yeah, I have fun doing that. Well, that's great. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Talking to you. Um, and, and we wish you the best of luck in, in the future. Thank so, you very much. Thank you again. Yep. Another big thank you to Brianna Gomer for coming on. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Um, sometimes we don't get to talk about the fun Lehigh Valley stuff. It's just been a lot of stress the last year, right? So it's fun to talk about hot dogs and why you like to live here. Uh, big thank you to VentureX. Big thank you to Michael Bernadin with Remax Insurance. Big thank you to Molly's on the south side of Bethlehem. Listen, get in touch with us. Check out our show notes. We're looking for new sponsors. We have a couple new things coming up that we would like to have some people involved with. So once again, my name is George Wacker. This is the Lehigh Valley Love Podcast, and we will catch you next week. Looking for a bigger home? Find Mike. Looking to downsize? Find Mike. Looking for a home in the Poconos? Find Mike. Looking for your very own bat cave? Find Mike. When looking to navigate the Lehigh Valley real estate market, the first move is to always find Mike Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. He can help you build the right game plan to achieve all your real estate goals. Whether it be a home with 10 bathrooms, a home with a large garage to park your Tesla or vintage Ford Pinto, or just something perfect for you and your family, finding Mike Bernadine is always the best way to go. So, what are you waiting for? To make all your Lehigh Valley real estate dreams come true, all you have to do is find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate.